0: Hello everybody and welcome to this edition, the Friday edition of and d Board. Um trending on the internet. Shout out to Mr. Bible Pants on Discord uh for that uh you know just <laughs> combination of charcuterie and trendy and what w- what can you say? What else can you say? I'm Miles.
1: Word, I'm
0: here with Joel Mooney, How are you? Hi. You're so unique.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I try. I'm good you know i have uh my second cup of iced coffee today so my stomach is angry at me but my brain is ready to go
0: oh yeah i know that feeling i know that feeling but sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't know any better we don't know any better what can we do um well i think we know someone who can do better speaking Uh of trends Uh jake gyllenhaal not another white man (laughs) yeah and here we go this is like the new thing like rich white people like to do is be like I don't fucking bathe. Um, this is a quote that has been lighting the internet's alight. Uh it says, quote, I find bathing to be less necessary. Good manners and bad breath get you nowhere. So I do that. But I mm-hmm. do think there's a whole world of not bathing that is really helpful for skin maintenance and we naturally clean ourselves.
1: That's not true, sir. Uh your skin does not naturally clean itself. I understand. Oh that a lot of folks haven't discovered the magic of lotion, but I just want to take this a second to introduce you. Mm-hmm. Uh, after you wash, sometimes your skin is a little dry, mm-hmm. but that's why they make this great stuff. You get some shea butter, you get that almond lotion, whatever is good mm-hmm. for you. Try a couple different things, figure out what it is. Maybe and you, then you just slather your whole body. Now, mm-hmm. here's something interesting. My friend told me she had a white boyfriend. She said he just put it on his skin and then this assumed it soaks in. That's not how it works. You have to rub it all the way in. So just imagine it's like a magic trick. You put it on. And you rub it in until you can't see anything else, and then you're moisturized and you're clean and you have dewy skin, and it's brilliant. Mm. A system is already there, and it works, and you can use it, and it's not that much. You hey, lotion is not too expensive.
0: But you know, look, this is what he does. That's what. He, but he, the but the it's but a the, weird bathing, form of eletism, it's the bathing the bathing that the bathing that he finds to be less necessary. What does that even mean? <laughs> the other thing is, okay, everybody...
1: I get it, but never like. How, how dirty is dirty? Is it when you can see the scales? Because that's gross. I don't like that. It's all relative.
0: It's all relative. Mm. I guess for him. I'm curious because the rumors have always been that Jake Gyllenhaal is a stinky celebrity, and now with the light of this, you're like, oh, this makes sense.
1: I'm Mad because like as a black child, I was told like you have to be extra clean because if you're dirty, they're gonna they're gonna be like oh, that yeah. is the state of all black peoples, and yeah. so and, the burden, and and even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you listen to old blackheads talk about it, like parents would, like, scrub a layer of skin off, trying to make sure that you didn't fit the stereotype of being a dirty Mm N-word. And now I'm just learning that rich white people are just like, oh no, we don't even try. We just, all of us are walking around here stinky as hell.
0: If you want to be, if you want to shock and awe, look at the inside of my, the collar of this white shirt I'm wearing. (laughs) What the fuck is this? like, how's the inside of your mask look like that? The fuck I don't know. Jake, please you Bathe know yourself some people... and
1: your children, white celebrities,
0: and unfortunately too. you know, not everyone has the access to the, you know, to regular bathing really? either. they would be like, no, this is cool, man. Just stick it up. anyway, it is what it is. We won't give him any more time than that just to say, Goodbye. um, next up, the word ambushed is trending because Ashley Babbitt. Uh, the woman who was shot and killed at the Capitol insurrection on January 6th. Her family is filing a $10 $10 million wrongful death suit against the U.S. Capitol Police, um, saying that she was ambushed by the officer who shot her and was given no warning or verbal command.
1: Haven't the Capitol Police been through enough? Isn't it enough? yeah. Leave them alone. I'm so sorry that you were missing a, a loved one. I get it. But she made a dumb decision. And I'm sorry, but the video is there. We could clearly officer two hands on the gun pointing. They've boarded There's the door up get- so no one can come in. It's not a surprise. It's that she didn't get shot in the back as she was walking away. She wasn't shot while she was still handcuffed. These are things we should be charging the police for. These are things the police have actually done. Okay, These mm-hmm. are murders the police have actually committed. But in defending literally the nation's capital, get out of here.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, this this is I think this is not going to end because people love you know they're trying to like, especially con- in conservative media, want to make a martyr out of her and they try and get one. people to rally around that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look, a lot of the people who monitor extremists, they're saying like, yeah, it's been quiet since January six, but they're all just talking right now, trying to figure out like what is possible, what isn't possible, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. what they believe in is still the same, but. They're still very much on the same diet of the election was stolen. Things need of to course. be righted. And many of them don't see what they did as being wrong at all. And no, in not fact, at all. many are confused when they are actually, uh, you know, put and brought to court and they're like, I didn't, but it's, I'm just doing it's my country my though. Because
1: yeah. again, it's that entitlement, this belief that they were not only in the right, but that everyone should have also been on their side. The confusion when they would look at a white police officer and that guy was like, "I'm not on your side, and you need to actually follow my directions, or it's going to be a problem." They're like, "I don't understand. Look at our flag. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about?" So yeah. of course they don't understand. Of course they're not educating themselves. What I read the other day? That like some guy's father, a guy who survived the uh, Sandy Hook shooting, I think it was, or was it sh- a kid survived a school shooting and oh, now yeah. his father is it convinced it it's a hoax. Doesn't believe.
0: Yeah, right. Doesn't believe that their own kid who was at Sandy Hook, or no, I think it was it on um, Parkland, I think.
1: Parkland. Yes. Thank yeah, you. it was
0: Parkland and was like, no, nah, that didn't happen. <sighs> oh. and this
1: stuff is insidious and it takes yeah. over. And the more we hear about people who are like very legitimately losing family members to this kind of thinking, um, it's. I mean, we're just going to have to keep like taking them through the systems and essentially having to abandon them because the damage that they're doing to their immediate loved ones, it's, it's too much. So yeah. you know, I hope the family is able to find peace, but uh, she was not ambushed.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. It's, oof, that's where we're at. Uh, next up. We mm. talked about this the other day and I'm curious because people have been talking about this $72 fried rice. Yeah.
1: So I owe uh, this chef and the entire restaurant an apology because I read a headline and was like, look at San Francisco assholes making $72 fried rice. Mm-hmm. Like the hell? was actually like a very kind of a hilarious joke so let me get the chef lamb Uh, uh uh-huh decided he was like listen you know we've been talking about all this bougie food that's happening in san francisco there's like a lot of takeover for like it's a lot of gentrification happening i'm gonna do a fun play on that and i'm gonna get the most deluxe extreme ingredients Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna make a fried rice that has like a four miyazaki wagyu sirloin topped like beef we're gonna get some rock shrimp we're gonna get the cows were fed with olives so that they would have that rich delicious fat like really Mm. went over the top to sort of sell this joke of like look at what they're doing too which should essentially be like a non-expensive like fast food kind of situation
0: staple comfort food
1: but it backfired because of course it's san francisco when influencers started showing up and people some people there have a lot of disposable money and they were buying like coming in just to buy the specific fried rice, which wasn't netting the restaurant any kind of money. And the owners and the chef started getting this feeling of like, uh, we're sending out the wrong message because now certain people are going to think this is a restaurant oh, that does right. quote unquote $72 fried rice. And thinks and going that to start that's excluding all good. people, Right. Exactly. So they killed it. They were like, we're not doing this anymore. So you can no longer get this over the top fried rice. But I just think it's interesting how, In trying to make a commentary and statement about the direction of of food specifically in that culture, like in San Francisco, uh, you know, they sort of proved a point. But the joke also didn't quite land because nobody laughed. They took it seriously.
0: Truth and comedy. Sometimes it's just so true. You're like, fuck, of course, people are really here now. I'm trying to make a statement about something and people really go, I need that. I need the flex rice. I want to mm. flex the fried rice mm. uh, with trout, roe, sea urchin, and A4 Miyazaki Wagyu. I mean, it should, if it's, if it's popping, it should be A5. But look, what do I know? I'm just a <laughs> Japanese person who knows about Wagyu. All right, let's pay some bills, and we'll be right back to talk some more trends right after this. And we're back. Angela Bassett is trending. What's up with it? She's what's going on with her. She's she's making moves. So
1: Angie, she's on a show called Nine One One, which mm-hmm. is propaganda. So, you know, watch it or don't.
0: But do with it what you will.
1: <laughs> yeah. And being the lead on that show, she's now making four hundred and fifty thousand dollars an episode. She has become the highest ever black lead in a television show, which to me is devastating news. I got multiple reasons why oh. the forty fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money. Like, let's not lose perspective and sight of what it is we're talking about yeah but when we talk about leads in extremely popular television series which angela's show is not that popular um but like if you look at friends by the end of the ninth season the friends cast is making a million dollars an episode
0: yeah
1: carrie washington on scandal is making two hundred thousand dollars an episode but at one time absolutely the most popular show Right, people were watching. How Everyone away was with murder with, but by down with Pope. Award nominee Viola Davis, maxed out at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. At one point, I believe the most watched sh- uh, drama for the network. So not of all time, but of its runtime.
0: Mm.
1: It is preposterous <laughs> that despite you know that we can even go deeper. We even, I'll do you one deeper. Tracy go. Ellis Ross of Blackish, easily one of the like. Highest lauded comedies. She's won multiple Emmys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I believe she capped out at a hundred thousand an episode.
0: That's not even following like the traditional thing of like how uh, black women make thirty seven percent less than no uh, their white male counterparts. Like you're not even going with the national trends on that shit because like what Charlie Sheen almost made two million at one point. Ellis like, Ross 1. was 1. making
1: eight. less than Tim the tool man Taylor was making on his newest show, the Republican dad show that I don't know the name of, but he was making oh, more than right, her right. with, I think a quarter of the viewership of blackish yeah. and none of the awards. I, what mm-hmm. the lack of equity in this stupid fucking town is bonkers to me. <laughs> like yeah. it is because bon- Tracy Ellis Ross is not nobody. Her mother right. is literally Diana Ross. She's been modeling since she was 19. She's had multiple successful TV shows. What is the problem? Why can we not get her paid in the same way that we pay white people? I understand this is like an astronomical amount and some people are upset that I mentioned it because they're like, well, then they're good. Like, what's the problem? Well, the problem is that there's still a a deep lack of equity in Mm -hmm. Hollywood, which makes it impossible for these people to be able to turn around and spread their wealth, which is the only way other black folks are going to be able to bust in the door. Ava DuVernay seems to be one of like three people, Denzel Washington does it on the low. He's like, goes to colleges and like, that kid's next. Here's some money and mm-hmm. some connections. Ava DuVernay created her own distribution company and was able to do a lot of good through that. And then she literally created an entire TV show just to get black women to direct so that they could become part of the DGA. She did that with Queen Sugar. Support it if you can. But it's like, but the doors are so closed and there's there's so few of us working consistently enough to stay here and to continue to prosper enough. To to get like second and third chances, which are required in art, it can take a long yeah. time to figure out your voice and stuff, and so it just gets me heated because Angela Bassett has also been around the block. She should have won an Oscar in '88 for her portrayal of Tina Turner. Uh, like, like she's just she's go already. She's done enough, and for to mm-hmm. hear she's only making four fifty an episode and is leading the pack of black women. Like that's it's so disheartening.
0: Yeah, and it. <laughs> For all the talk, you know, of, like, people saying, I remember there was a whole thing with Ben Stiller and uh, <laughs> saying, like, it's a meritocracy and shit. It's like, please, sir, please sit down. Um, because for all the talk of it, you, like, to your point about second and third chances, most, uh, you know, black people getting into Hollywood, especially in, like, roles of, like, directing or writing or things like that. If you if it's not a hit immediately, you mm-hmm. typically will not get any more chances. We're that's, talking
1: a hit, y'all. Not yeah. not it did well and it earned its money back. You have right. to bust down the door and be exceptional uh, in order to do anything here. And it's <laughs> you hear people be like, "Oh, well, you know, their status as my kid doesn't mean anything," or "My dad's not helping me just by virtue of being their kid." I know you can't understand it because you can't see beyond your own window, and that's that's fair. Everybody has the challenge doing that. Right. Uh, you don't have to be loud and wrong about it. You could just be like, oh, I wonder if that's the case or not and move on with your very wealthy, successful lifestyle. But your dad being Steven Spielberg absolutely titillates some a- agent or executive or mm-hmm. like, you know, manager's ear. And they're like, oh, I could probably do something with that. I can make something of that because of that name Is getting you in the
0: door. Yeah, exactly. And I can market that because of the name recognition. I can't market some unknown person of color because I don't they don't have any name record. That's the reason why. Your short film
1: got a deadline right up.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't have to
1: say anything else.
0: (laughs) Your short fucking film. Anyway, anyone who's uh, worked in indie (laughs) anything knows that that doesn't happen at all. It does not. Next thing that's trending is Hillsong. Because the founder of the Sydney-based, you know, mega church has been charged with concealing child sex offenses, uh, oh is what boy. the police say. Detectives uh, served his lawyers on Thursday with a notice for him to appear in Sydney court on October 5th for allegedly concealing a serious uh, indictable offense. Quote, police allege in court that the man, Houston, knew information relating to the sexual abuse of a young male in the 1970s and failed to bring that information to the attention of police. I believe it was his father who was the person being accused um so that wow that's is... a
1: lot to digest uh yeah. get him, i guess uh,
0: yeah. yeah i mean this is it's interesting the how um I mean, it's not interesting. I don't know. I think I use that euphemistically, but there's so much covering up uh, that happens in many places that claim to be bastions of, of morality and goodwill and safety.
1: Oh yeah. You know, uh, if somebody is claiming to be more holy or uh, pure or closer to God, then you maybe take a second look around. Yeah, see what's happening.
0: exactly. And then lastly, a sort of tangentially connected. Apple is trending because they have said that um, they are going to be introducing technology that will be able to scan iPhones for potential child abuse images. Now, they say the way this technology is going to work that before an image is uploaded to iCloud, a detection tool called Neural Match will quote, conduct an on device matching process using a database of sexual abuse imagery already known to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, and then the company goes on to say that. They designed it with user privacy in mind, explaining that it doesn't view a device's images, but instead uses a digital fingerprint linked to the content that enables it to check for a match. So if it's like, I don't know,
1: um, fully now, understand what that means.
0: Yeah, I mean, look for anyone who's an advocate of, uh, of of you know protecting children, like this is a win because on some level you want to make it easier to try and bring people to justice who are you know dealing in kinds in this kind of, of shit. Then a lot of people are like, this is. Interesting. A lot of privacy people are like, this is a very slippery slope. Um, Absolutely one person said, regardless of what Apple's long term plans are, they've sent a very clear signal in their very influential opinion that it's safe to build systems that can scan users' phones for prohibited content. That's the message they're sending to governments, competing services, China, you. Um, they go on to say, quote, whether they turn out To be uh, right or wrong on that point hardly matters. This will break the dam. Governments will demand it from everyone. And by the time we find out it was a mistake, it will be way too late. Yeah, Yeah, this is messy
1: for a number of reasons. Uh, I'm I'm still trying to wrap my mind around like we can't see your images but we're looking at a digital fingerprint which sort of to me a very layman person when it comes to this like they're like where did the image come from and we're tracking it Mm -hmm. through like servers and systems and things which could absolutely be helpful but if there is any like we already know technology has a bent of racism to it uh because it could only be a threat as to people designing it mm-hmm. and we know that for specifically for things like recognition like if looking at facial recognition uh, black people are screwed like nine out of ten times mm-hmm. that shit like you're not probably scanning faces they're pointing the wrong people out of being like oh hey this is a match like i'm not that person in that picture please open your eyes so, I mean, listen, anything we can do to end the torture of a child, A plus, like let's not have any of that. Um, yeah. But I do wonder what the ramifications and consequences of something like this could be.
0: This one, cryptography research, Matthew Green at Johns Hopkins said, What's stopping somebody to just send someone that they have a vendetta against some kind of compromising image? So now that's on their phone and bing, mm. it comes up and it registers as a hit. And because the way it's going to work is it'll be flagged and then they'll decide whether or not to escalate it but potentially that's when law enforcement's going to get involved so you could potentially just smear somebody by sending them this kind of shit and then just triggering this response within a phone i mean not to say it like i'm sure they'll be this could be also the defense of people who may have this kind of imagery on their phone be like no someone sent this to me or whatever but it seems um again a slippery slope so yeah, those, those are the many trends uh, for this week. It's been quite a wild one, uh, Joel. Thank you for joining me again. It's always a pleasure. Maybe
1: Thanks for we'll see you.
0: Monday, you know, maybe we'll do it. A I'm, I'm gonna be here. Why not? I'm Why ready not? to go. Perfect. Let's do it. All right. Well, everybody else, have a great weekend. Um, please protect yourselves. Be safe. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated. Don't not do anything. In the face of any kind of discrimination, misogyny, racism, homophobia, whatever that is, white supremacy, just fucking signal to the world that you're not with it because we need more people like that. All right. Until next time, uh, take care of yourselves and we'll be back. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.